Hey, everybody, would you like to hear your questions answered on a future Ask Cliffy? Yeah, please take a moment and fill out the four questions survey and submit your questions. You'll find the link in the description below. But hey, guys, if you're driving, just take a moment and pull over first. Yeah, we don't want to see any accidents. Absolutely. Well, let's get back to the episode. Here we go. Welcome to Ask Kalefi, the podcast that dives into real-life problems that plumbing and HVAC technicians face in the field. We're your hosts from the Kalefi Tech Support Team. I'm Greg Tubbs. And I'm Dan Furkus. Welcome. We look forward to sharing some stories from our tech calls and using our background and expertise to make your days a little easier. Hey there. It's been a hot minute since we've been back in the studio to record anything. Uh... Here we are going on episode 11. Yeah, 11 weeks in. Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for coming back. So what do you want to talk about today? Well, you know, Greg, I get a ton of calls about uh, zone valves and actuators, in particular, and switches. Yeah, I can agree with that. I mean, it, it seems to be something that hits hard right around heating season. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Applications using the end switches. I had a contractor the other day that called me and he was out on site and it was his third actuator he was replacing in three weeks and he was having that end switch fail. Boy, yeah. And that's, it's tough to be on the receiving end of that phone call too, because it's a lot of frustration for them and it doesn't make us look the best, does it? Right. Yeah. I mean, Certainly, you know, in, in his mind, he was thinking, boy, I need to maybe switch brands because their end switches have issues. And, you know, we had to really dive down deep and sort out what the application was using that end switch to to fix the problem. And that's kind of when you and I discussed, it's like, you know what, I think we should really have a, you know, ha- have a, some time to talk about that and really explain, you know, the right and wrong application and the right and wrong and switch for your applications because we have a couple different options. We do. So most of the time when we hear about this, it's usually with the Z111000 or the Z151000. Yeah, we really do. Those tend to be the two models that you, you know, in fact, he did. He had a Z151000 actuator and he was on his third one. So what's unique about that? Yeah, so let's, we'll we'll dive into the tech specs on on both of those valves. So the Z... 151000 24 volt motor um it has the uh, read type end switch in it and it has terminal blocks yeah and normally closed normally closed actuator and then we have the Z111000 which has the same specs but instead of having the terminal block the screw heads on it it's got two black and two red wires yeah of 18 inch wires right so both of them run that same, what we call a, a reed switch. It's yeah, a, the micro switch. Yep. It's a sealed switch to keep out any boiler room contaminants like dust or if you have some sort of corrosive um, yeah, off-gassing yeah, going on in there, it'll, it'll, it'll protect it. Sure. Yeah. Um, kind of more environmental protection. Right. Right. So you're protecting that switch from any environmental issues in the mechanical room or wherever it's located. The problem with that switch is it's really not rated for a whole lot of amperage, meaning you cannot pump 
a lot of amperage through it. Yeah, that one is, what, 0.4 amp maximum load. Yeah, and that's really low. Yeah, I mean, perfect application for that is going to be tied into a zone relay board, like one of our ZVR boards. Um, great application where, you know, you don't have a lot of load on the end switch. You're just essentially using it like a dry contact. Right. And when you go and hook these to anything but that, we're talking an Aquastat, even a newer boiler control, and we don't know all the specifics because every manufacturer, no manufacturer posts, you know, what kind of inrush current, how many VA their signal circuit gives off. Right, exactly. They don't They don't post no, that information. They, no, sometimes you have to dig deep to find that. Really what you end up having to do is do some testing with a meter. Yeah. And, and that takes time and messing around. Right. So, so when you see that connected to, you know, the Aquastat relay, switching relay or directly to a boiler. Some of the older boilers used fan centers inside. Right. You know, those had, you know, too high of a, a, a current inrush. Right. Through their signal circuit. And, so, that, and that actually was the application that he was using that valve in. He was using it tied right back into an older boiler. And he's like, boy, you know, your end switches are only lasting a, a week. Yeah. Week or a couple days. Yeah, so we talked about that, and it's like, okay, yeah, I mean, with your application and the inrush on that fan center that you have in that old boiler, it's not going to hold up to that. I mean, that, no. that thing has higher than a 0.4 amp inrush. Right, and what's funny is is you'll get this where they take and tie all the end switches together and bring it back to the Aquastat to bring the Aquastat on. Right. You'll find that it's usually in systems with multiple zones obviously and there's only one or maybe two zones that it gives problem with and one zone is fine yeah he had three zones and there was one zone in particular that he was having and he said it was the main zone in the home so it's the zone that's going to call the most right probably the lower level or something like that right so that one's on and off all on its own more often than he would it would call with another zone valve or the other two zone valves so if if you were to take that inrush and bridge it across all three valves calling at once they might survive a few cycles right yeah if they're calling together yep because then it's going to kind of share the load but if you if it's just a single one that's when we see the problem it it eats the end switch and it's done and over with it's not yeah. going to call the boiler on yeah sometimes it'll do it the first call right yeah, i've had, i've seen that too received calls with that sure yeah what was what was sad about that is he was there replacing his third actuator before he took time to call us and have the discussion. So, yeah, you know, boy, if you, if you see something like that in the field, please give us a call right away because, you know, one, now he's made three trips to the job, you know, customers losing some confidence. He was losing some confidence and it's like, okay, you, you know, the problem isn't that the end switch had issues. The problem is it's misapplied. Right. But a counter guy selling the product doesn't know any better. Well, they don't and, know the application. They don't know the application, and they just assume things, and it, it's easy to do, right? A, a contractor comes in. They need they need a product to do the job. Yep, for all practical purposes, this is going to work. They sell the product. It goes out the door. He right. has a problem with it. Well, right. You don't, They don't know the application, so they're walking up to the counter, and I need a 24-volt, normally closed, uh, cluffy actuator with an end switch. Right. Well, that's what he got. Right. So 
we know the problem. We kind of alluded to some of the fixes for it. What are some of the things that you like to tell guys to do? Well, one is the look at the actuator that we offer with that high current end switch. I mean, sure. We didn't talk a lot about that, but we have another actuator available. It's our Z111900. Right. Um, it's going to be the same 24-volt, normally closed actuator, but it has the high current end switch in it. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, that's one option. The only issue that I might see with that is the end switch in that high current model. That guy's rated for a quarter, so 0.25 amps all the way to 5 amps. So you can power a pump with that thing right. if you had to. The only issue is, is if you're hooking it to a, um, a low current system, you got to worry about them contacts chattering. So if the if the inrush is okay at you know we'll say 0.3 amps, but then it drops down to we'll say 0.15 or something like that, the contacts start to chatter, and when they chatter, they start to pit. When they pit, that's when you got to worry about them contacts insulating. Right. So again, you got to kind of keep an eye on your application. If you want to use the Z111. Or the Z151 actuators, we're going to tell you, look, you really should hook these guys up to a ZVR relay or, you know, a comparable relay panel. And I know that, you know, it's making things more complicated, but it really isn't. It's making it a lot easier to troubleshoot and it's a lot nicer and neater install when it's all said and done. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. And a couple other benefits with that is, you know, you start trying, you think about out there, you know, we've all been out on the job site, we've all installed multiple zone valves, and now you're trying to wire them together and uh, pair up end switches and tie them back to a boiler. And, you know, you end up with this clump of, of wire nuts somewhere, right? Um, that someday you're going to have to troubleshoot because you'll have an issue, right? You know, with our relay board, you know, it's very simple. You can use the, you know, use the low current or the micro switch. Um, so grab the standard actuator you're going to find stocked at any any supplier. Tie a CVR panel in with it. It's very easy to sort out your thermostats to the zone valves, the transformers built in, and then you have one end switch going back to your boiler. So, or I shouldn't say end switch, one um, set of dry contacts going back to turn your boiler on, and that has a higher amp load rating on that relay so you're protected whether you know the boiler is high current or low current uh, or higher or lower in rush absolutely because you're just running through that dry contact right so then the other advantage is warranty right so all of our actuators come with a three-year warranty our zvr panels come with a three-year warranty when you install them together you can give your customer a five-year warranty on everything. Yeah, and that's a feather in everybody's cap. Everybody looks like a winner there. Right, because now you're going to have a system that is married together and, and matched properly um, and, a, and a longer warranty. Sure. And the other thing I kind of I, I want to touch on is going back to the Z111-900, the high-current switch model, not a lot of suppliers stock it. So I'll give guys that number as an option because they don't want to they don't want to mess around with either doing a zone panel 
or they don't want to add an isolation relay in there. We didn't really discuss that much either, but yeah, it's another option. It's to get another around, option to get around, but the, it's more work, right? It's more wire nuts and spade connectors and more wire and more junk. Another relay. Out. And yeah, yeah. it's, it, it doesn't look as nice. So, but you're going to go to that supply house after you've talked to one of us and say, yeah, I need this actuator. Guy says it'll work. Yeah. We don't have that. They don't. Nobody stocks it because nobody nobody understands the applications as good as right. you will in the field after you go through these problems. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I get that a lot where the supplier doesn't stock it, and you know, part of that is you know, I think them knowing and understanding it. Sure. But yeah, I mean, the ultimate, the best case scenario with the Z111 or the Z151 actuators is to wireman with a zvr relay yes troubleshooting um nice neat clean job when it's all said and done you have your transformer there it's sized properly everything's ready to go yeah it doesn't really get any easier than that you can power your thermostats off it if you need to right yeah i i think we pretty well covered it i mean yeah it's a hot topic so i mean i think it was you know good that we decided to jump in and talk about that Absolutely. So what do you want to come back and talk about next week? Well, I think choosing the correct mixing valve for point of distribution would be a good topic to talk about. I think that's a great topic. All right. We'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in. If you ever need help, please feel free to contact our tech support team anytime at techsupport.us at com, Or call us during our business hours at 7.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Central Time at 414-238-2360.